Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am GW, and I am the Son of a Preacher. I am so happy to be talking to you all again today. My dad first brought this message about being better than okay to the pulpit on January 22, 1961. The scripture that day was from the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter, the 20th verse, and it says, For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. So, you got to be better than okay. Yes, the scripture today is basically Jesus telling the disciples that they must be more righteous than the most respectable people of the land. I mean, the people in the land, they looked up to the Pharisees. A little bit in fear, I think, but they looked up to the Pharisees. And they looked up to them as the people that followed the word to the letter. I mean, absolutely to the letter. And to make it even more daunting, Lots of the letters hadn't even been written down, so they were just oral rules that they were supposed to follow. Now, Dad said, the Lord said to the disciples, you have to do better than that. Well, that brought to my mind that there are times when things can be really difficult. I recently had a friend who passed away, and it wasn't, wasn't long ago. And my wife and I, we went to the funeral, and it was clear the guy was very well thought of, well loved by many people. And I hate to say it, but as I listened to the service and I listened to the eulogies being presented that honored the man and his work for the Lord, well, one of the thoughts that came to my mind was, my gosh, I mean, he was really remarkable. And there were things being said that I had no idea that he was even involved in. So I sat there with a little bit of awe. And as I, as I sat there with that little bit of awe working its way around my brain, my only thought, other then to praise him, of course, was an uncomfortable realization that I needed to step up my game. If his was the standard that I have to go for, I have a long ways to go. And I think the disciples probably felt that way, similar to trying to be better than the Pharisees. So you have the Pharisees very careful rule followers. And they were certainly more careful about it than the disciples were. I mean, when you look at the group that the Lord had picked to be his disciples, well, they were, at the beginning, they were a pretty ragtag outfit. And particularly until they found their path. But the Pharisees, well, my gosh, they followed the rules. I mean, rule number one was they fasted. And, you know, fasting it's always really impressive when you say, I fasted. I mean, isn't that what you should do to be a godly person? Well, and you know, they also, they washed their hands before they ate. Well, I'm not just talking about a simple washing of the hands. I mean, they made a great production out of washing their hands before eating. And they strictly observed the Sabbath. I mean, it was a day of rest. I mean, it was where nothing else was to be done. It was just not lawful to do many things on the Sabbath. You know, there's people in the world today 
who still follow some of these rules. But the disciples were being told that they needed to be more respectful and to exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees. And exceeding that level of righteousness was a tough task. Well, thankfully, the Lord wasn't really talking about the righteousness, the manner in which it was being practiced by the Pharisees as the goal. In all honesty, the Bible is pretty hard on the Pharisees. They don't sound like they're a good time group to hang out with. So here's another story. Family member apparently was about to get a really good promotion. And he was going to be a very important person within the Anglican church in a village in England. And he came home to his wife and he was excited and he expected his wife to be as excited about the new opportunity as he was. But his wife looked at him and her her response was, oh my goodness, don't take the promotion. If you take it, we'll have to be so respectable. And you know, we've never been respectable before and I don't want to begin now. And I think, well, that might have been the reaction of the disciples when Jesus first brought this up. But thankfully for the disciples, that type of respectability didn't hold any attractiveness to the Lord. The goodness of a person was being strictly judged on their actions. But Jesus taught us to understand true goodness comes from within the person. So does evil. And it doesn't really matter how you wash your hands to determine if you're good or if you're evil. And let's be honest about where those rules started from. Fact is, they started from making sure that the basic rule of cleanliness were followed. And that helped the Jewish people to eliminate some spread of diseases back in those days. And there's no question the origin of these things was for the health and the diet of the Jewish people. But then Jesus in Matthew, the 15th chapter and the 11th verse. But Jesus said, It's not that which goes into the mouth that hurts a man, but it is what comes out of the mouth that hurts a man. And he's simply saying, It's not eating pork that's going to make a man bad, but the thoughts that he speaks will make a man evil. Now, doesn't it seem like that's something that Mark Twain or some comedian today should, should be able to make a pretty good story out of? So Jesus did provide an option, though, for the people so they could put in place something instead of what the Pharisees were doing. And it's a basic plan with only really three steps. And the first step is to repent. And just like what John the Baptist had been preaching about, you know, repenting something always allows you to start thinking of God. And when we start thinking of God, our life is going to get better. And the second step of the plan is to understand there must be belief. We simply must believe that God sent his son into the world to die on the cross for our sins. And the third step is nothing more than, well, now that we've repented and we have the belief of the Lord locked down, well, now we act for the Lord. Okay, so you you repent, you believe, and then you act for the Lord. And our actions are governed by that loving of the Lord and wanting to act for the Lord. And we confess before men because we love the Lord. Thank you for listening to this today. May the Lord bless you, keep you in peace. Thanks for taking your valuable time today to listen to the musings of this son of a preacher. 
I hope the sermon excerpts from 40, 50 years ago proved to be both interesting and insightful. Please subscribe to this podcast. Let your friends know about this opportunity to see how the Bible and the problems of the world remain amazingly constant. New podcasts should arrive weekly, but there is currently a number of podcasts available if you wish to listen more frequently. May the Lord bless you. Keep you in peace. Thank you.